There's a couple of things that I can't wrap my head around with, wrap my head around easily in relationship to Islam. And so one is what I see as the failure to separate church from state. And that's a problem. Now, it may not be a problem as such, but it's certainly a problem in relationship to the relation between Islam and the West because we separate church from state. Now, there's fundamentalists in the United States, Christian fundamentalists, who think that that separation is a mistake. So, it's not only, it's not only an idea that's rooted in Islam that those should be united. But it's definitely a problem with regards to our coexistence because that's a fundamentally different presumption. Okay, so that's problem number one. Problem number two for me, and again this may be a consequence of my ignorance which I'm trying to rectify, Muhammad was a warlord. And I, I don't know what to do about that fact. Like one thing you can say about Christ, hypothetically, let's say, I, I'm not talking about a historical reality necessarily, although I'm not denying it either, is that of all the things he was, warlord was definitely not one of them. And I don't know what to do about that. And so, I don't know how to reconcile that. But, and this is why Karen Armstrong, uh, I think, did such an extraordinary job in that book, the, A Prophet for Our Time, Muhammad, A Prophet for Our Time, because I think what Karen Armstrong, and she says this in the, in the outset, that it was very disturbing to her to see the prophet denigrated the way he was being denigrated as a militant prophet when she said you know this is a man who spent his entire life trying to solve the problem of human conflict you know, this this is what he, he was he was born into a society of cycles of violence that were unending he, right at, at the time that he was coming into adulthood, there had been a war that lasted 40 years over a horse race. You know, th this was the Arabian Peninsula. 40 years over a horse race. And they even call it Harbu Dahis wa Ghabra. We even know the names of the horses between the Abs and the Dibyan. 40 years. The man that started the war ended up becoming a monk because he said he could not bear to... to <laughs> he couldn't bear to look at the faces of his tribesmen knowing the harm that he had inflicted and the pain and suffering that he had inflicted on all the people that died in that war. You know, Haram, Haram ibn Sinan, who's celebrated by uh, Zuhair ibn Abi Sulma, the father of Kaab ibn Zuhair, who praised the Prophet This is, this is what they, this is what the Arabs, this is what they were living. He he wrote his great muallaqa in praise of the men that ended this war by paying all the diet of these people just to bring this thing to an end. So this is what the Prophet was. He was fighting to end these ridiculous cycles of violence that were endemic in this part of the world. And that's why it's, it's particularly disturbing to see Muslims 
fighting amongst each other and killing each other in the name of his religion. And he said, لا ترجعوا بعد كفاراً يضربوا بعضكم رقاب بعض Do not return as ingrates because the ulama say it doesn't mean kufar disbelievers ingrates of the blessing of Allah that he united you don't don't become ingrates after this by striking the necks of one another so it's important to know the Prophet was not in any way a belligerent person he was not militant by nature he was actually quite the opposite he was a very gentle person he, he always preferred diplomatic means to resolve things, and we see this many, many times in the seerah. He also, if you look, in, in, in his 23 years, less than a thousand people died in total. So all of these battles were not like we see today where in one day that number happens or more. Uh, it was a very different time. They were very chivalrous people. They honored uh, chivalry. They fought face to face. They confronted on the battle. They did not uh, attack women and children. The Prophet at when they found the dead woman, uh, at the Sahaba were looking at it and at this woman who had died in a battle. And the Prophet asked what had happened. And Khadid ibn Walid, this was very late at Ta'if. Khadid ibn Walid uh, had killed a woman and the Prophet said go and tell Khadid Naha Rasulullah that the Prophet prohibited killing women, children or uh, servants, domestic servants. Now what that means in our language in modern times is non-combatants because in the Arab world uh, the man any man who was young was was he had a sword and he was expected to defend like a militia so when the Prophet said that and that hadith by the way is mutawatir in different variations there's over 50 sahaba that narrate that hadith